Hello and welcome to another episode in the Careers in History series. Today I'm meeting and talking to another professional who's developed skills and used their experiences in studying history to find their way into their dream career. This is another wonderful opportunity for you to hear firsthand about the experiences and skills of someone who, like you, loves history and has used it to carve their career path. You have this other wonderful opportunity to hear their advice on how you can follow in their footsteps and hopefully one day this can help you achieve your dream career as well. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Careers in History. Um, Today's guest, somebody who you may well be familiar with if you have listened to the episode where we talked about Royal Victoria Country Park and the site of the military hospital uh, there. Uh, so I'd love to welcome Ursula Pierce back as well to talk us a little bit through um, your career, Ursula. It's really appreciated you coming back on for a second episode. And um, I was just wondering if you could first, if, first of all, I mentioned sort of last time out that you were the um, the Heritage and Education Manager at Royal Victoria. So could Let's go into sort of pre-COVID context. Could you talk us a little bit through your job role and what your sort of daily routine involves? Absolutely. So, um, so my, my role has two, has two separate bits, the heritage bit and the education bit. So the education bit is working on the sort of formal education side of working with school groups, which is everything through um, sort of primary through secondary, working with university and college students who come in uh, wanting to do to do research or particular sessions, um, you know, linked to, to, to curriculum topics. Um, but then there's also a huge informal education side. So it's about family learning activities and the adult education groups and the sort of the, the wider interest groups. So it's um, I'm involved in, in planning and leading those sessions in training staff to develop and, and deliver things like object handling activities, running sessions during during school holidays and, and sort of the summer and half term and things like that. So that's saying anything and everything that involves helping people to find out about the stories of the hospital and the people that lived there and worked there, whether you're doing that, you know, because you're, you're doing it with school, whether you're doing it because you want to, all of that comes under the education side of my role. And then the heritage bit is sort of what you might think of as more of the traditional museum type role. So I'm looking at the, the objects that we have in our collection, both on display and the ones that we have in our archive, the photos that we have, the, the documents that we've got in our paper archive and looking at how we can look after those, how we can make those accessible to the public, how we can use them ourselves for research purposes and thinking about the exhibitions that we've got in the chapel and around in the, in the park. We've got a lot of external interpretation points out in the park now and thinking about what we can do with those, how we can develop those to continue telling the story. So it's about looking after the heritage to make sure that the stories and things don't get forgotten. Yeah, what a fantastic job. That really sounds just what a marriage of two really different fields, but really, really interesting to go into. Uh, how did you first become interested in going into that as a career? <laughs> you can blame my school history teacher. <laughs> so I had a, I had a history teacher um, at secondary school called Mr. King, and he really helped me become enthusiastic about history. 
Um, and he lent me a book, which is my favourite book now, which is called Daughter of Time by Josephine Tay. And it's a kind of a, a mystery story of a, of a police officer in hospital trying to solve the mystery of, of the princes in the tower and whether it was Richard III what done it or whether it was the Tudors. And I, I just got gripped with that story and really interested. And when it came to doing work experience at school, he was the one who said to, who helped me um, find a placement with, um, it was Colchester Archaeological Trust. And I was able to go and get involved doing archaeology and, and, and having a go at sort of the digging side of things the excavation side of things and it was just so exciting I just you know just really wanted to do it so all stemming from that sort of three weeks of work experience in year nine year ten um was was where I started off and I then went on and did archaeology at university and it was through doing the sort of the excavations there and thinking about what happened to the objects afterwards and how we could tell those stories of the objects and the people that they belong to and used to. And that was what really got me excited about the idea of doing sort of museum work and education work and trying to find a way of combining those two. Yeah, lovely. That's, that's absolutely fascinating to hear that sort of background. And it's very different to what I sort of spoke to Andy Skinner about last time out, because he's in a sort of similar role, but really, really different background to sort of make your way into those similar careers. Um, what do you consider then if you're talking about so you've got the background in archaeology but then your your job now is quite different and your career has been quite different up until now what for you are the, the skills in your job role that you would consider to be the most important and, and the ones that if you were to say to any aspiring young people that are listening what should they work on now what would you say I think it's all about communication it, it's just really important so all the things that I do it's about helping people to, to understand the site, to ask their own questions and to help them find the answer. So it's always thinking about how you can communicate with people and, um, and, and how you can help them to be as enthusiastic about it as you are. You know, it's one of those things I know I can quite happily go on and on and on about the things that, that, you know, that I've learned and I found out about, but it's that way of getting other people interested and so that they want to go off and find out about and tell other people about what they've learned. So that's a, a really important one. And then it's that, that, that sort of interest in the, some of the nitty gritty things, the research bit, it's that sort of dogged, you know, pursuit of something or other. So you, you get a question and you've got to find the answer for it. And actually, when you do find the answer for it, that usually sets you off on another little sort of, you know, that, down a little rabbit warren. I keep on saying to, to friends, I'm going down a rabbit warren of research at the moment because something, you'll read something and it'll spark an idea and you'll then go, go off and go, actually, I want to find out about that. And then that will lead you on to something else. It's, there's never just a, a one straight road to where you're going. You always end up going down all sorts of little side roads and turnings that you weren't expecting to be there. So I think it's that, so it's that, that bit of wanting to find out and, and pursuing that, but also being open to, to other things so that you're, you don't become just too fixed that you you do go down those little side roads and and see where they take you yeah um, and I, I love that and the, the, you've got the different skills that students can use there and you spoke a bit about your sort of pathway into your career and just wondering how the, the students that might be listening who do have a love and a passion for history can start to get involved in those sorts of things now what can they be doing what opportunities are for them outside of the classroom that they could look at 
now and and think well, what can we be doing to to pursue this career later on absolutely i mean next I mean, I've, I've always said to people, I mean, one of the jobs that I did was working for a university career service, so absolutely nothing to do with what I'm doing now. But it's that, that bit about anything that you anything you do is always useful and you will always learn something from it that you can bring to something else. In terms of the history type careers, I mean, obviously, you know, some of the, the sort of the local organisations and clubs and things can't go on at the moment. You know, it's sort of, you know, the young archaeology type clubs and things can't go on at the moment. But there are all sorts of online activities and, and all sorts of, you know, sort of podcast, podcasts and things to, to listen to, which is always, always really, really good. I mean, we've got things on our own website um, with, with sort of like an e-learning course and things that people can do. But it's that bit about finding finding something you're interested in. Read a, you know, a, a story that's based on historical fact and see if you can unpick what the fact is and what, you know, what's the fact, what's the fiction. I know that's that's quite a good game to play with all sorts of things. To try and work out what what's what's real, what what isn't, um, and but then look for you know whether there are online volunteering things that you can do. So obviously through through Duke of Edinburgh Award, people do all sorts of volunteering things, and we usually would have volunteers working in the chapel. But we've got online volunteering opportunities as well to do research with some of our collections, and I'm sure there are other organisations out there that will have some of those online things that people can do just to start developing, like you say, developing those skills, making the contacts with museum things. It's quite often about who you know, and it's getting to know what what there is around locally. I mean, we're so lucky, lucky locally that there are so many different organisations for a huge period of history, really. You know, when you think about sort of the that's an Iron Age farm at one end. You've got us with the Victorians, First World War, Second World War at Netley. You've got Portsmouth Historic Dockyard with um, you know everything from the Mary Rose right through to HMS Warrior, which is also somewhere that I used to work. You know, we're, we're really lucky with the huge range of things that we've got. I mean, and even things like the, um, the Science Centre up at Winchester. You know, I've also worked at the Science Museum in London. So very different from any of the history things. But that experience of working in a museum and working with the public and and sort of the communication skills and things so there are all sorts of things that people can do to start building up the skill set and just building up their awareness of what is available locally yeah lovely thanks thanks for your thoughts on that and your, your suggestions in how young people can start to get involved to put a bit of a spin on that if i'm sitting here and i know at school i was really really shy and um, you know, putting myself out there, I'm thinking, oh, do I want to do that? And you mentioned sort of the importance of getting involved, developing those skills, and particularly making those contacts for pursuing a career in history. What would your key piece of advice be to any students who might be listening and thinking, oh, that sounds amazing, but how do I get started? And, and you know, I'm a bit put off of getting started, a bit nervous to do that. What, what would you recommend for those students? I know it's really hard putting yourself out there, but actually... All of us that work in museums and science centres and heritage centres and what have you, actually, I love it when I get an email from someone who says, I'm thinking about doing this. Can you tell me more, either about what you're doing or is there something that I can do? So actually, just sending out that quick email that says, I think I might be interested in doing something with history. Can you tell me about what you do? It is perfect. You know, I think it's, 
it can be quite quite difficult and if you think you're sort of pinned down to a you know say a couple of weeks of work experience and you're not quite sure what to do or how to do and or what you might be able to to, to do with it the best thing really to do is to ask and I, I know it's really hard but it's a bit different from sticking your hands up in a classroom there is a little bit more of a sort of the anonymity and particularly you know with with emails it's much easier even than making a phone call which is what I had to do to try and get hold of people um you know you can just send someone an email those, those contacts are always out there and say I, I'm always really delighted when I get an email from anyone that's that's interested and, I'm, and I, know, I know all my colleagues in other in other places feel the same we are a friendly bunch we don't bite <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so useful as well to know for those students I think probably that's one thing that you know is, is often lost in translation is just how much and, and I could imagine relating to it as a history teacher if, if somebody that I'd taught in the past sort of emailed me and said I want to go into this particular field what do you recommend I can imagine I'll be over the moon as well yeah and it's, it's hopefully really useful to any students who are listening to know that that is the case and to not be put off by almost the fear of the unknown as it were so lovely yeah. advice there I know, think. we've all been in their shoes at some point you know we've, we've all had to do that to, to make that first step and anything that we can do that can help anybody else make that first step, we're always really happy to do. Brilliant. Thanks so much. Um, talking about your career, I think the key sort of word that we've sort of focused on throughout is, is that opportunity. Um, with your career and, and where you're at the minute, what opportunities are there for, for yourself in future? I know you must be absolutely loving life at Royal Victoria and a fascinating site to work at, but what, what would you like to achieve next? I'd like to go off and do some research because that's the one thing that I, I do with my job and I, I find out about the things that I need to find out about for, for some of the education sessions. So I can't I can't plan and teach an education session without having done the research to know, know the content, you know, in the same way as any other teacher from that point of view. But there are so many things that I've, that I've learned that I've found out about, but there's, every time I do it, I keep on saying, I keep coming up with more questions than I've got answers. And I would love it if I had time to go off and do some of that research. You know, I always joked about the fact that I, I did my archaeology degree. I did a, a museums course because that was what I needed to go off and do that one. But they've put, you know, all of those have got the mortarboards. You know, the, sort of the, the flat hats that you'll see the graduates wear that fall off. And I yeah. really want to do a PhD because you get a proper hat get a proper hat, a proper gown, <laughs> and I would want them to do it. And that's just something I'd, I'd really like to go off and do, is to actually go and do do some research, to spend some time, because I, I spend quite a bit of my time talking to university students and giving them suggestions of things. You know, they'll come up with, they need to do a project, and we'll have some research project ideas, or we'll be writing bids to get some funding to do some research. And I'm always sending other people off to do the research. And it's like, no, I want to do some now. <laughs> so that's my plan for myself is to find some time to um yeah, to, to go off and do do those bits of research, you know, write a book, do a TV programme about it. I don't know what it would be, but uh, yeah, just to, to to do some digging around the, the things that I only ever get to do on the edges at the moment. Yeah, I think it's a lovely viewpoint for students to have as well, is that, you know, as you can get to where you want to be, you can pursue that career. If they were to achieve that sort of dream career in history, there's there's never a sort of ceiling, if you like. There's always other places that you can go and things you can move on to and, and bits you can do to challenge yourself, really, to keep on progressing, which, you know, that's something I think everyone should always be striving for. And, yeah, thanks for your thoughts around that, Ursula. Um, the podcast itself, aside from the sort of the career section, um, focuses on local history. Obviously, we had the episode where we talked about Royal Victoria, for you, 
why is local history so important? Why is it something that people, not just students, but people should know more about? I think it's one of those things, it's very easy um, for people to focus on the big national and international events. But I feel really strongly about thinking about people and their lives. And obviously, people come from where you live. Um, and, and I think about understanding the stories and remembering the stories of the place where you, where you live, where you move to, where you grow up, whatever it is. It's just a, it's really important. You know, Netley Abbey Village grew up because of the hospital. And so if you live there and you don't know anything to do with the, don't know anything about the hospital, you're really missing out on understanding how it was that your house came to be there or who it was that lived in your house before you did in, in quite a few of the cases. And I just think it's, it's so much more interesting when it's, it's places that you know really well. It's streets that you can walk down. It's, you know, the houses that you can see. It's sometimes it's people that you can talk to, you know, the, sort of people that have the memory of the things that happened. You know, the, the, the Second World War wasn't just something that happened in Europe. It was something that happened here. Um, it, it's not just about people going off and fighting in trenches and fighting in, you know, whatever, the, you know, Dunkirk and the Battle of Britain and you know, whatever it happens to be. It's it's local. It's things that happened. You know what what happened to the to your next door neighbour? Who you know who, whether they got evacuated or you know did they turn over their garden and keep chickens? You know, <laughs> it's all those things about the sort of the ordinary everyday lives of people. You know what did they have for their tea? What did they listen to on the radio? What did they what did they do on a Friday night, a Saturday night after school? You know, it, it's it's those things, and I think you. If you don't look at the local history, you miss out on those those stories of people and their lives. If you just focus on the on the big national international event. Yeah, absolutely fascinating, and I agree absolutely with, with everything you said there, Asher. I think it's such an important message, and one that I really hope is sort of picked up on by anyone who's listening, and, and then they take that forward. Um, and, and just sort of to end on a, a question to end on, if you could give them one golden piece of advice to any students who are listening, or, or aside from that, anyone who might be listening at all, for they love history, they they want to pursue a career in it. What is your one golden piece of advice? That's this is what you need to do. Do you know, I think that the really important thing, well, actually for me, it was a do what your history teacher tells you. <laughs> Great <laughs> tip for any students that are listening. <laughs> absolutely, because <laughs> that was what was started off for me, but it's it's find where your passion lies. Yeah. And because that's the thing that it's going to make you make you happy. It's the thing that you want to do, that you want to learn about, the, whether it's the particular period of history that, that you're interested in, a particular event or... You know, for, for me, I, I, I got interested in archaeology. I went and visited York as a place and absolutely loved it and decided that there and then when I was 14 that I was going to go and do archaeology at York. I was a long way off from it at that point, but that, but that was the thing. So it's that find the thing that really gets you going because that's the thing that you'll, you'll want to do and that'll be the thing that you do best with. And a wonderful piece of advice and thanks so much i think that's a lovely note to end on is and, and something to absolutely echo go and find your passion go and do what you love and yeah what, what more can you ask for Ashley, thanks so much for your time this evening um both the royal victoria podcast and today's careers podcast 
so much appreciated and will be so useful for anyone who's listening and I'm sure they want to thank you for your time as well so thank you on behalf of anyone who's listening. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> All right.